Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monero, where I come to you every week from my studio in Dallas, Texas. Let's take care of a little bit of housekeeping on today's podcast. Number one, we are making a major push to increase likes and shares and comments on my social media platform. So I would love it if you have gotten value from this podcast. Do me a favor and like and share and comment and follow me on all social media platforms at Matt Monero. You can find me anywhere and uh, get great content. So I would appreciate it because I want more followers. I want a bigger audience so I can help more people. Let's get into today's podcast. I love this concept of whatever it takes. I mean, really, the ability to do whatever it takes to make it. But the question is, do you really know whatever it takes? I mean, like, what is your version of whatever it takes? The reality is most people don't have a version of whatever it takes. In fact, it's whatever it takes until it gets uncomfortable, and then they stop it. They don't do whatever it takes, man. So I wanted to jump on today and give some real-life stories and examples of really stuff that I've done that exemplify whatever it takes. And this, this topic spawned because I was just talking to someone who I'm interviewing for a VP of sales role with our company. And she said, um, well, of course I know who you guys are. She says, um, I remember you at a tow truck convention in Baltimore. And she says, you know, you had the worst booth in the whole convention center. It was right next to the concession stand. And you were speaking every hour on the hour and you were like literally recruiting people from the concession stand to sit and watch you speak. And they were eating their nachos and hot dogs while, while they were hearing you speak every hour on the hour. And she's like, I was really impressed by that as an entrepreneurial spirit. And, and I thought that was so funny to hear that from her because she's really only half right. You see, she thought it was the worst booth in the place. And that's exactly the booth that I wanted. I'll tell you why. Number one, I knew people were going to go to the concession stand and eat. So guess what? I had possible customers coming to my booth because it was right outside of the concession stand. I also knew that that booth had a configuration where I could put more seats in front of me when I would speak. And she was damn sure right that I was recruiting people as they were buying their hot dogs and their pretzels and their nachos. I was saying, come and sit down. Sit right here when you eat and listen to me speak about why you need truck financing for your towing business. And I knew that it would put an exclamation point to my competitors in there that said, this motherfucker would do anything to get leads and to get business and to provide for his family and his company and his clients. And guess what? All these years later, she still remembers it. But that was nothing compared to whatever it takes. I mean, that was like just scratching the surface of the shit that I've done about whatever it takes. So I thought I'd go through a couple. And as I was going through some of my memory banks and some of the really funky stuff, man, it was, it was wild. And I know I'm not even remembering all the stuff. But I remember one time where I had a client in Memphis and I had to get to Memphis, Tennessee to see this customer. And I didn't have a credit card. 
So I literally went to one of my buddies and I said, man, I need my best buddy. And I said, man, I need to borrow your credit card. And he's like, man, I don't got any room on this credit card. I go, dude, I'll pay you the cash, but I need to use the credit card to book this flight. So I booked the flight on the credit card and then it dawns on me. I'm like, holy shit, I'm gonna get to Memphis and I, I don't have a credit card to rent a car. So I said, hey, I need to borrow your credit card and I need to borrow your driver's license because when I get to the rental car booth of the counter in Memphis, they're gonna require me to show both the license and the credit card and I need to borrow them for the weekend so I can go see this customer. Of course, my buddy did that just like I would do for him. And I literally rented a car on someone else's credit card with someone else's license just to be able to get to Memphis to be able to call on this customer. And I did close that deal, and we ended up doing millions and millions of dollars of business with that customer. But even that was nothing. I mean, it really gets gritty on this topic of whatever it takes. When I begin to remember, I had this old Suburban, and I had this sign made that said, truck financing here, and it had these arrows pointing down. And it had these two wood posts, and I would open up the doors to this old Suburban that I had, and when I would open up the panel doors on the back, I would slide these posts down the rails, down the hinges, and it would sit like kind of really beautifully. It was like a huge banner that said, truck financing here, and I would drive to to truck stops every Saturday and every Sunday morning. And I would put up my banner and I would sit there and truckers would come and talk to me and they would educate me about the industry and what's going on. And I would pull leads and I would pull credit applications every Saturday and Sunday morning. Dude, doing whatever it takes to get your business off the ground, whatever it takes. I would then leave that truck stop and I would go into the worst neighborhoods in Dallas and Fort Worth and I would drive warehouses and go behind the warehouse and I would find fleet vehicles parked for the weekend and I would write the names of the fleet vehicle owners down and their phone numbers and what type of trucks they had and I would go back to my office and I would call them and leave them a message and say, it's Sunday at 10 a.m. and I just drove your lot in in, uh, Haltom City, uh, Texas and I'm going to be calling you Monday morning to try to talk to you about doing financing. Dude, getting gritty. To this day... I can drive my kids around to their games. And if we're going, you know, we're trying to find the field and maybe we're going through different parts of the city of Dallas or Fort Worth. And I know them all. And my kids will be like, dad, how do you know this, this neighborhood? I'm like, guys, I was busting my butt trying to put food on your table. I was driving all these neighborhoods, man. Saturday, Sunday mornings, just trying to find leads to put food on the table for you guys. I used to drive down the highway when cell phones started coming out and I would literally cold call truckers next to me on the highway. I would write the name down from the side of the truck and I would cold call them while I was driving. And sometimes the guy driving the big rig would actually answer. And I would say, dude, I'm sitting right next to you, man. I'm calling you. I want to finance your next Kenworth W900. I want to finance your, I'm your finance guy. And they would be blown away and we would do deals that way. But even that stuff really isn't where it really got to whatever it takes. That's really, all that stuff is really just marketing and finding leads. Whatever it takes is when your customer calls you and says, I'm ready to sign these contracts. And you jump in your car and you race to their offices and you sign them up as quickly as you possibly can, and you take that check, and you race to the bank, 
and you hammer the check. If any of you know what I mean by hammering a check, it's when you literally endorse the check, not with a stamp, but you sign the, the endorsement on the back of the check and you deposit it so that those funds will be accessible overnight. And I had to do that so many times just to make payroll. Not payroll for me, man. That was, a, that was not going to happen. I wasn't paying myself. That was to cover payroll for my employees. Racing to collect checks, to hammer the checks just to make payroll. I remember when the repo man took my car. I woke up, I looked out this dumpy one-bedroom apartment in the parking lot, and I literally saw the repo man driving off with my car. And by the way, on a side note, you know who hooked me up there? The same buddy of mine who gave me that credit card and his driver's license. He actually had an extra car, and we drove that car from California to Dallas, Texas, and that's the car that I drove for the next year until I could scratch up enough money to go buy my own car. And probably in the worst of it all, the whatever-it-takes moment is when the IRS came calling. Early in my career, this is like 98, 99 What's that, 20, almost 20 years ago, 20 years ago? And the IRS came knocking on the door. They wanted those 941 payroll taxes that I hadn't been making. And she said, her name was Queen Williams. And she said, I'm here for the IRS and we want our money. I think the nut was like 60 grand that I owed in payroll taxes. And I paid every dollar plus interest back. She gave me a payment plan. And over the next nine months, I paid every nickel plus every nickel of interest on that. So when you think of whatever it takes, this concept of whatever it takes, you've got to ask yourself, are you really doing whatever it takes? Or are you just doing whatever it takes until it gets uncomfortable? I mean, you've got to go so much further so much deeper on this concept of whatever it takes to eventually get to a place where I'm at now, which is I don't have to do any of that stuff. Now, I still do a lot of stuff that I don't want to do, but that sort of grit, that intensity, it's still in me. But because I did all that stuff, I literally don't have to do Sunday morning drive throughs to try to find fleet vehicles. But the guys in my office got to do it. They still got to do it. They got to do whatever it takes to find enough leads to be able to produce at the numbers that I expected them, which are the right numbers that they need to be able to move up the food chain. You got to do the same thing, man. Don't take this concept of whatever it takes lightly. It means whatever the fuck it takes. That's what it means. It doesn't mean whatever it takes until it doesn't feel good anymore or that you might be embarrassed or you might look like a jackass begging people eating hot dogs and nachos to come and sit to hear you speak at a trade show in front of all your colleagues. It means whatever the fuck it takes. I'll see you down the road. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.